You're now tuned in to the Desire to Trade podcast, a show where we bring you the best figures of the trading world and teach you how you can become a successful trader. This is your host, Etienne Kret. Here, Forex trader and founder of Desire to Trade. Welcome to episode 83 of the Desire to Trade podcast. So, technically, by now, I'm supposed to be back in Montreal, Canada for a while, but I'll have to go back to China pretty soon, and I'll tell you guys why a little bit later. I'm recording this in advance, but it's going to be really weird to go back home after two months traveling and doing a lot of fun stuff. And Traveling is something that once you start doing, like you cannot live without it. You have to <laughs> keep doing it again. So I'm definitely going to travel more in the future. But for now, I'm just settling here and fixing a couple of things. And I'll be back pretty soon to traveling, I feel. Now this week for this episode, I'm publishing an interview I recorded about two weeks ago when I was in Ho Chi Minh. And this interview is with Kunal Desai. Kunal is a really high-energy type of guy who's really passionate about trading, business, and basically about success overall. He's the type of guy who's going to be able to push you really, really far and make you want to do stuff. Just listening to this interview and doing it really made me pumped up about everything I want to do in the future and like all the things I have to work on. I think he's the kind of guy who's going to make you work harder than you would ever work without him. So that's really cool. This interview was really, really broad in terms of uh, coverage. We talked about a lot of subject, and I won't elaborate everything now. I'll let you guys listen to the interview. And of course, I'll come back at the end for the takeaways. Kinal Desai, welcome to the Desire Trade Podcast. How's it going today? I am doing great. Thank you for having me on, my friend. I love that energy. Really, really good. And the first question we ask the guests all the time is, what is one quote that inspires you? Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. You know, I think that one holds so true because especially in today's day, like everybody's trying to be like some guy they see on Instagram or, you know, some guy they see on a blog and, you know, or YouTube. And you just see all these, you know, people you think are really cool. And, you know, everybody's just trying to copy everybody, right? Be the next Instagram star. And, you know, people forget that, you know, they themselves are very interesting and have a lot of potential. That's cool. That, that's the answer to run myself pretty much every day. So it's really interesting to have it here. And I don't think it's really trading related that much, right? But, or maybe it is, maybe you know how to apply to trading, but it's really interesting too. So interesting quote. So what's going on these days for you? Not much. I'm down here in Florida for the winter. I spend uh, half my time in Michigan where I'm, I grew up and half the time in Florida uh, when it gets a little bit cold. So I've just been trading and uh, hanging out with friends and uh, enjoying myself. Nice, nice, nice. And in terms of trading, what kind of trading do you do these days? Most of my trading is uh, day trading. Right now in the equities markets, you know, at times I'll dabble into Forex and futures if the markets are hot. But right now, the equities markets in the US is where the action is. They call it the Trump effect. And uh, <laughs> stocks are flying around right now. And uh, that's where you've got to be. You know, wherever the volatility is, that's where you need to go. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I just want to go back a little bit in time and why don't you tell us how you started to trade exactly? Like how you come into trading in the first place? Sure. So I started actually trading in college and this was the, the dot-com boom. <laughs> and I graduated high school in 1999. So, you know, getting into college that fall, this was really the first time that, you know, I had access to 
computers and computer labs that, you know, all you hear at this time, there's not really blogs and stuff like that. You know, you have to watch the news to get your news. And, you know, everybody's just talking about the stock market, the stock market and all these internet stocks, you know, hey, this internet stock went from $2 to $200 and Amazon went from 100 to 500. And, you know, that's all anybody's talking about. And so, you know, when I got to college, I would sit in those computer labs, like trying to figure out, like, how can I get in one of these stocks that's $2 and get it to $200, you know, and I would sit there and just, there's not that much information online at the time. You know, there's not blogs, you don't have social media. So, you know, you really have to uh, kind of hunt around for information and read as many books as you can. But, you know, at the time, really even all the books that are written on trading in the 90s is, you know, they're like investment books, like Warren Buffett books, like, you know, for long-term things. And so the information really wasn't there. So I would literally just read and try to apply different things and test things out because I was really interested in how I could get into these momentum stocks. You know, the idea of momentum had me at an early age. You know, I knew that's where I wanted to trade because I was not interested in making 10% in a year. I wanted to find ways to be in the stocks that could go up 20% in a day or 30% in a day. And I still, to this day, hold that true in my trading, you know, where I'm always hunting for the stock that could move huge that day. And uh, that started when I was uh, much younger, but I had to go through terrible ups and downs because there just wasn't the support system that you have now with, you know, the internet and so much information out there. There wasn't as much out there. So you really were on your own. And so I had to learn a lot of hard lessons because, you know, when you're learning on your own, some months you may do good. And then you think you're on top of the world and then the next month you lose it all. And the reason is, you know, it's just luck, right? You know, sometimes the market's hot and you get, you know, you're just in the right trade and you're just buying and buying and buying and buying. And guess what? You make some money and you're like, wow, I'm really good. But that doesn't mean anything, right? You know, just because you make money doesn't mean that you made a good trade. And I would do that sometimes and then I would just lose. So this went on for really uh, all my college career. But tell, yeah, us, I was, tell us a little bit about yep. those ups and downs a little bit, just so people see what kind of lesson you got from this. Sure. So, you know, my first account, I had actually built it up. So I started small and I had built it up as I was coming into the tail end of the dot-com boom. So, you know, we're in the, you know, 1999 and the market crashed in March of 2000. So I had a good three, four months where the markets were really, really strong. And so I was able to actually build up my account. You know, I started with a couple thousand dollars. I'd make some trades here. Next thing you know, I had four and then I had 10 and I built this up. And then when the market got busted, of course, it was all luck. So I didn't know anything about risk management or trade management. You know, all I knew was, wow, the market's down a lot today. I should buy some stocks, right? Because that's what had been working since I started. You know, uh, that's what happened in a moment to market. The market goes down a little bit. You buy some, but this was a crash, right? So you buy some and what happens? It just keeps going down. And, you know, very soon within a really a matter of days, I had lost all my profits from those six months. And it was like, it happened so quick. It, it did not even register for a couple of days where I was like, wow, I just lost everything, you know? 
And I even sat there like, just like, what could have happened? But in my mind, I was like, well, that was just some bad luck. So, you know, I scrounged up some money and I put some money into the market again, thinking, yeah, that was just maybe a bad luck. I've learned something there. Now things are cheaper, right? Now things are a lot cheaper. I can buy them and it'll go back to highs. You know, and I was just thinking it's going to go back to that, you know, that mania that was there. So I bought, I opened up an account again and bought some stocks and boom, you know, that money was gone in a handful of days again. And I was like, wow, I really know nothing about trading. (laughs) I know nothing. I know nothing. And I, I needed to probably go through that. And so I took some time off and then I really started to like, look at it as just like I was looking at, you know, like you're in university, right? And you're learning something, trying to look at it as a profession. Like, how would I learn this um, subject if I was in school? So, you know, I became much more detailed about it, but still I was really young. And so when I came back the next year, you know, I did better and I built up my account, but I still ended up losing the account because I just did not have the skill set, you know, of having an edge in the market. You know, I'm reading as much as I can, but the market is really all about an edge, right? Like everybody can just draw a horizontal line across a chart and be like, oh, that's a breakout. But if that was the case, then everybody would be millionaires, right? Uh, There's so much more to trading than just, oh, I have this pattern and I draw a line on it. And when it goes over, I buy it and I make a bunch of money. You know, there's a, a ton of different aspects to trading that comes into it. And I needed to really learn all those details. And so, I think once that account was gone, I came back later on and I was doing much better. And so then over a period of a couple years, you know, I was scrounging around. I wasn't really winning, but I wasn't losing. I was learning a lot of lessons, but I was in the game. I'd have good months and then bad months. And that was kind of the purgatory. You know, in the beginning, a trader just lose, lose, lose. Then after a while, they kind of, they lose a little, make a little, lose a little, make a little. And then, you know, they end up being flat. And then the hardest part is just learning how to make that $1 a day, right? To be consistent in the green, like I'm winning. And that was the part that took me some time. And once I got that, things were a lot easier in terms of, okay, it's easy to go from a dollar a day to $100 a day. But what is hard is to go from, I'm losing a little bit every day to making $100 a day. You know, that's the hard part, you know? in trade so you've just got to get yourself to that point where you stop the losing and you can just finish in the green you know and then after that the whole world is a possibility because not very many traders win right most traders lose so if you can even finish up one dollar a day after all your commissions and everything you're in the game you are in the top five percent of traders yeah and that's that's really good to hear for i think a lot of people but i just want to highlight one thing from your story it's it's the fact i think Mark Lewis said that, the fact that the best analysts are often the worst traders, right? And I think your story really highlights it. You can be the best at looking at the chart, but if you don't know how to trade, it's kind of a different story, right? Yeah. And I always had a knack for picking good stocks, you know, finding the ones that were going to explode or have momentum. But that doesn't mean anything because I still didn't know when to get out or how to manage the risk or when to add more shares, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really important. And what kind of trader are you? Are you more trend-based or trading breakouts, I feel? I'm a momentum trader. So I trade trends and uh, momentum. And I'm also always hunting for news 
earnings plays, you know, anything with volatility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if we were to go into your trading routine, what does that look like? So uh, at night, I'm probably flipping through 500 to 600 stocks. I'm running scans for stocks that are exhibiting momentum that are fresh, you know, coming out of a long consolidation, coming out of some type of pattern, stocks that are coming with expanding volume coupled with some type of news. And I'm filtering through to find which ones are the best for, you know, what I want to trade right now. Every single market has specific things that are working. So where a lot of people mess up, you know, in trading is that, you know, they think, well, you know, if you're trading a pattern and this pattern is good, that it's always going to work. But that's not necessarily the case. You know, in certain markets, certain patterns work all the time, right? And in certain markets, they don't. And so, you know, I'm narrowing my patterns down to really a handful of things. What's working right now, right? What's working at this moment? Because in like a bull market like this, what's working is totally different than what was working three months ago. So I'm narrowing it down to what I know is going to make money right now. And then I'm filtering through to make my list. And then from when I have my list, I'll tier it. Tier one is like, hey, this stock is ready to go right now. And tier two is, hey, this is a good pattern. It could be ready, but it needs a little bit more work, right? And so, you know, I'll tier these. And from there, I'm ready to go the next day. When the, about an hour before the market gets on, I get on video with my students from my mentoring group and we go through their plans and I go through my watch list. And then we start hunting for news releases, stocks that have just exhibited fresh news. You know, so like you may have like today, like Weight Watchers, uh, Weight Watchers had some like earnings out or, you know, something like that. And so, you know, what I'm doing is I'm hunting for this fresh news because that fresh news has a catalyst, right? That Mm -hmm. stock has a catalyst that could set it going for that day. And one of the things with trading, especially in the equities markets is, you know, we all use technicals to get in and out of stocks. But if you can marry a fundamental catalyst, like a news-based thing, with your technicals, now what happens is you've got the perfect storm of goodness because you're marrying something that's fundamental that has a catalyst with what you know about entries and exits and technical analysis. And that becomes a very, very big thing, you know, in trading. It's going to be an alignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a total alignment. And stocks that have news, stocks that have earnings or some type of news that day, they have an independent order flow to what's happening in the general market. So when you're using technical analysis, stocks may go up or down based on what's happening with the general market that day, right? You know, the indexes are up. Generally, a lot of the stocks are up. And indexes are down. A lot of the stocks are down. But what happens is when you have a news catalyst, that stock is going to move the way it wants to move, irregardless of what's happening in the market that day, whether it's flat or slightly up. It's going to do what it's going to do. And so we want to be in those things because now we've got that independent order flow. Mm-hmm. Do you treat the forex market the same way or is it different? 
I treat the Forex markets and the futures markets the same way. You know, when there's news in the air, I'm hunting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're going to apply your technical analysis based on those news? Yes. Interesting. And what would you say right now for your students? What would you say is their, is their biggest mistake in trading? What are the things they do wrong or that they have trouble with the most? I think one of the things that people have a real big trouble with is in the beginning is unreasonable expectations. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They want to make so much money so fast that the actual learning of the craft, becoming a master of the craft, down to the microscopic details, they skip over some of that. And they skip over the process of, hey, I'm going to learn. And then I'm going to practice, you know, like via simulator or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I, when I get good at that, I'm going to start. And I'm going to trade really small. Like I have my students start on, in the equities markets at 100 shares max when they're new. So very small. Two, three dollar, five dollar, ten dollar, twenty dollar, stuck in matter. Max one hundred shares, and I want them to just get used to moving that around. And when they can make some money just with that, then we say, okay, the max you can trade is two hundred, and then five hundred. You know, but what happens is when, without those limits, they just go buck wild. You know, they see somebody on social media or in their chat room say, oh, I made ten thousand dollars today. So what do they want to do? They want to make $10,000. They're not happy unless they make $10,000. But they haven't earned the right to do anything, right? You know, they're washing cars five days before, and now they think they've earned the right to make $10,000. Yeah. You know, and that happens a lot, especially with the youngsters, because they want to have, right, the cool cars and the cool stuff, but they forget that this is a job, a profession. And if you want to be in this profession long term, you want to be in this profession long-term and you have a long-term view, then your expectations have to be, I'm going to get better every day. I'm going to respect the process. I'm going to attack the process. And if I can do that, the results will come when they need to come. And that's where everybody skips it. Right. And that's a big part. And it goes in line with comparing yourself to others, right? I think a lot of people try to Compare yourself to other people online, especially with social media, right? That's a, a big one for sure. Yeah. So how do you get people to slow down? Because it's really hard to, right? People are, like, even if you tell them to slow down, they might want to skip ahead and go forward, right? So how do you do that? Is it the limit you put on themselves or? No, I mean, it's the constant reminding, right? That's right. where mentorship comes in, where it's not a, hey, you need to slow down. This is going to happen. Every step of the way, they're taught to respect the process. They're taught from day one that this is the way it has to be, that this is the only way that it works. This is the standards that we expect as teachers, and we expect them to abide by, right? And then we show them every step of the way, and we lead by example, right? We lead by example so that those good habits become inside them. Like during the day, I trade in front of my students via screen share. They see me hit the buttons. They see my profit and loss. And I have to write some days I want to gamble and I want to go for it, but I have to lead by example, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so getting the message in their head is not just telling them one time because yeah, they're just going to do whatever they want. 
it starts from day one and it's that relationship you build with people so that it lasts and you're telling them every day right in different ways and you're showing them every day in different ways. you know for like myself you know i make sure that i work harder than those students they see me at night doing my scans and my watch list and i'm messaging them about stocks and i'm posting things and i wake up before them and I'm, before they're even ready i'm ready say guys let's go these are the watch list and right they see the effort and the time that i'm putting in all the time so that they know hey if i want to be the best i'm going to have to work harder than even this guy and i'm going to let them know that's almost an impossibility right you make it almost a game if you want to do this let's do this yeah that's a really really good lesson even i think for me <laughs> I might need to work harder a little bit. I don't know. Interesting. And what would be another uh, thing that people struggle with? Anything you've seen a lot? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of times I think one of the things that is happens with people too is, you know, they let what's happening in their personal lives kind of come into their trading. So, you know, somebody's having financial problems or, you know, they don't like their job. So they decide they want to get into trading uh, versus actually getting into trading because they have the passion for trading, mm -hmm. right? What happens with the market is the minute you need the market to do something, right, it's not going to do it. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, people say, oh man, I'm hard up on money. I've got $5,000. I'm going to put it in the markets and learn to trade. Well, that money's as good as gone, right? It means they're, they're getting into it for the wrong reason. You know, there's a lot of ways to make money in this world. You know, you should become a trader because this is what you like to do. Where a lot of people just get in because they think it's going to make them money. But there's a lot of things you can do to make money in this world, right? It doesn't just have to be this. Mm -hmm. But I think to some extent, you don't need to be passionate necessarily about trading, right? It's a good thing. But if you see it as a business from the start, wouldn't it be easier to learn how to trade and trade correctly? I don't think so. And the reason is this, that in trading, there are so many ups and downs. You're going to blow up a lot of accounts sometimes. Not everybody, but a lot of people do. Yeah. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to have to do a lot of study. You may not make any money for six months or even a year. How can you do something when you have a job and you have children and you have to stay up at late at night, 12 o'clock in the morning? one o'clock to do your studies. How can you do that if you don't like it? Right. How can you yeah, lose? Yeah. How can you blow up your account and dust it off and say, you know what? It will not break me. Because if you just look at it as a business, if you lost one account, right? What would you say? Bad, I'm cutting my losses. As this man, this is not a good investment for me. There's other ways to spend my time. And that's the thing. With trading, you get knocked down a lot. And the only way you will get back up is if you really like to do it. Otherwise, you're going to cut your losses. There's other things you can do to make money that are easier. Yeah, that's a really good point, I think. Yeah, it's something that, yeah, really, really interesting too. And what is the process you bring your student to when they want to learn to trade? Like, do they have a phase they learn about technicals and then fundamentals and then practice, I guess? Or what is the process? So for us... I start everybody off in the beginning, the foundation, right? You know, so just market basics, foundation, how everything works. And then we start building it over the course of one month. 
I teach only live classes. I don't believe in DVDs and videos and all that junk, you know, because you don't learn to become a doctor from watching a DVD. You don't learn to become a lawyer from watching a damn DVD, right? This is a job. So you need a teacher, somebody that's involved. So I teach class for one month live, you know, at night, four times a week. And then we slowly build on that foundation of more complicated subjects over the course of the month. From there, I have the students make business plans, you know, about all the stuff that they learn, but how they want to apply it, right? I'm teaching them different patterns, swing trading, day trading, longer term trades, right? They have to figure out now what they like to do. So I have them make business plans. What are going to be your risk parameters for your account side? What are going to be the patterns you want to trade, right? Just a real business plan. You wouldn't go into a bank and ask for a loan to open a restaurant, right? With no business plan. So why would you do that for your trade career, right? This is a business. You are the CEO of a small business and you're trying to make it into a big business. And so you need to treat it just like that. So I had to make business plans. I read over the business plan. We tweak them. And from there, I put them on simulators. So now they're on trading simulators for a period of time, really till they get comfortable. During that time, it's, this is now about collecting data. They're going to be tracking their trades using you know, specific journals that we have. Collecting data. What are your win rates? When do you trade well? Is it morning or afternoon? Even by the hour, 9.30 to 10.30, 10.30 to 11. What are the setups that you're going to? Okay, I trade this type of breakout pattern at 75% win ratio. I trade this one at 42. What are my reward to risk levels on these? What's my average gain versus my average loss? So we're collecting all this data because we're trying to have the trader build a profile of what they're good at and where their weaknesses are. And this becomes very important because obviously, you know, trading is much like poker or anything, right? When you have something that you like, that you're good at, that you know can win, what do you do? You bet more, right? And when you have a weak hand, you bet less. And trading is the same way. There's certain setups that people may just stink at. Their brains just don't wrap themselves around to it, right? So now we want to be getting into what are they good at? What are they bad at? And now since it's on the simulator, we can sit there and really uh, work on this stuff. And that becomes huge, right? Because now we're talking about, okay, I'm building a profile of who I am as a trader. And as they start hitting certain metrics, you know, we'll know when they're ready to trade live, you know, because we'll be watching these trades too. During this time, all, while all this is happening, I'm live every day trading in front of them also. So we're in a small group chat. Um, I'm on video and screen share, and I'm walking them through what I'm seeing all day and what I'm trading. And they're able to ask questions about what they're seeing. So they get that real-time instruction now. We've taken what they've learned in, at night in class, that's their book knowledge, and now we're doing real-time and real-life application. And so doing that does a couple things. Well, number one, it connects the dots. Patterns are very easy to see in books because yeah. they're finished. Yeah. But how do you anticipate the pattern? How do you see the pattern before it actually all shows up so that you're ready for it? Well, that takes a little bit more time. But if you see it and if you see me sit, do it and I'm calling it out and showing them and then they see it all connect the dots, now everything 
start to make more sense. They're able to take their book knowledge and connect it to real-time learning because that's where the real disconnect is sometimes, right? Everything looks easy. Then they go to real time and it's like, whoa, all these lights are flashing and I can't use the software and I don't know how to draw these lines and you know, whatever. So now I'm trading in front of them. But it also gives them the confidence. They're like, wow, Canal's out here making money every day or four, four out of five days a week. And when he loses, you know, we talk about it and all that stuff. Like, right, we explain it to them. So now they're getting the confidence too of saying, wow, this is not just something like some you know, get rich quick scheme, like this guy's out here making money and he's showing us how to do it. And that gives them the confidence to really go in and say, okay, I see what he's doing. I can do that too, right? And now they're connecting those dots. And so they're on the simulator, they're watching me. And then during that second month, after the market's over, we do essentially market trade recaps where we reverse engineer every trade I take. So, you know, like some days I may take seven or eight trades. So we reverse engineer. How did I find this? Okay. Now, how did I put this on my list? How did I enter this? Why did I choose this many shares versus this many shares? How did I pick my stop loss? How did I choose my targets? Right? And then I walk them through the trade, the good and bad, right? Because a lot half the time I, I may have lost. So okay, this is why I lost. This is my mistake. And now they're seeing it from all the angles. All right, that's pretty interesting. And what do you do with people who are starting to trade live but are kind of struggling to uh, make money over time, or they're just starting a little bit to trade live and they're not making they, they're not making any money? It's a continuous process. So, like, I my my students have lifetime access to classes. So even when they're trading live, I expect them to keep showing up in class, mm-hmm. even though it's the same material. I feel so like- that it just keeps going in their head, right? Because I feel like the biggest problem there for people is going to be the, they're going to try to change their strategy or tweak their strategy a little bit to try to change it, and that's not going to work. So how do you prevent that? Well, we grade the trades, right? So we're sharing the trades. I can see the trades. Even mm-hmm. when they're live, I can see the trades. You know, they trade inside my fund, so I provide them capital and tools. So I'm able to actually monitor their trades. So now if they have a bad day, say they lose $100, you know, somebody from my group's going to reach out and say, hey, hey, Dennis, like, um, I noticed that you were a little bit off today. What's going on? So what happens is we're nipping it in the butt, right? We're mm-hmm. getting into it quick because a lot of times what happens is the trader loses, then he loses, then he loses, then he loses, and now his account is half gone, and then he reaches out and says, I need help. But now, mentally, he's already broken, and he's lost so much money, it's hard to kind of come back. Right. So what we do is, we're on top of them from day one. They have one loss and it's like, whoa, hey, <laughs> let's talk about this. What happened? You know, we know it's not even a big deal. Let's just figure out what happened and how we can fix it. Okay. And if he makes a mistake two days in a row, okay, hey, why don't we take the day off tomorrow? Which a new trader alone would never do, right? But we will say, let's take the day off. I'm going to sh- close your account. Why don't you go in the simulator for a day, clear your mind? Because sometimes just clearing your mind is the best thing to do. Oh, you know, yeah, just having sure. a day off. So we clear the mind and then we say, okay, we're going to come back the day after and we're going to trade really small, right? And just get your feet wet. I want you just to get on the board, get a win, right? I don't care if you make even just $5. Let's just do it. And right. then now 
kids start doing that, we start building up their win streak. And that builds up their confidence. And then we can come back and get this thing going the right way. Right. So I think two keywords from what you said, and I think those are two big things people need. So support and then accountability, right? I think support is one thing, but accountability would be another thing because they have to show you what, what, basically what they do, right? Which is really yeah, powerful. Yeah. yeah. And how did you manage this you, when you were- You gotta have that. Yeah. How did you manage this when you were starting out when you didn't have any <laughs> coach? Did you find a way to have support and be accountable to someone? No. There wasn't anybody out there that was day trading. That's why it took me longer than it's going to take the newer people. <laughs> you know, I had to go out and actually meet, you know, over time. Yes, I, I met people. I met my own mentor, Paul, who taught me a lot of stuff. And that kind of took my trading to the next level. And over time, one of the things I found was, look, you, you know, some people don't want a mentor, right? But what you can, can get an accountability partner, right? Have a friend that also trades. You know, you can meet them on social media, Facebook, wherever, right? It doesn't matter. There's so many ways. Your blog, wherever. And like share your trades. You know, share what happened at the end of the day, yeah, right? Good or bad. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have that, you know, yeah. Get on a, a Skype chat or a Gmail chat, right? And, and talk to each other and share your trades. And, you know, just, you can do something like that. I mean, that could be helpful. Yeah, a lot, yeah. And one thing I've done personally, like maybe two years ago for the first time, was to meet other traders. Like I have, I had no clue what other traders were doing and thinking before. So, and it looks like you did the same thing with your mentors. How did you meet your mentor exactly? So uh, I, he actually was, he was writing a blog, just like one of those Google blogspots. And he was just posting charts, you know, all the time saying, hey, like check out these charts. And I just kept leaving him comments like, what about this? What about this? And he would like reply back and, you know, over time, because I just be kept leaving those comments, I asked them, I'm like, will you teach me? Like I'm, I'm missing a lot of stuff, obviously, because I'm still not where I want to be. And so he said, he was like, no, 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 I don't do any of that. And I was like, well, I'll pay you. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want? Like I, I either I'm going to spend the next 10 years trying to figure this out or you're going to help me. And he's like, okay, fine. And so you know, we had, you know, a handful of one-on-one -on -one sessions and we kept in touch and, you know, you don't need much sometimes. A lot of times what you just need is somebody to kind of systematically tell you where you're missing. See, a lot of times traders, they have a lot of knowledge, but it's not filed in their brain in a proper order, right? They just have a bunch of random knowledge, but it doesn't necessarily make any sense. Yeah, and yeah. so where you need to go is put it all together in a system, right? It's like how I look at like a trade setup is almost like a recipe, right? You ever go inside a cookbook and you say you want to bake a cake and you open the recipe inside the cookbook for baking a cake. It's very specific, right? It's step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, down to the eyes, every single thing you do, two pitches of this, two tablespoons of this, uh, one jar of this, this much sugar, right? But everything is listed in exact order, but also exact amounts. And if you can follow that recipe, then guess what happens? At the end, you have this nice cake. But what happens if you mess up one or two pieces of the recipe? Yeah, Your you cake tastes like cake. tofu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you get a bad cake. And yeah. trading is the same way. A lot of times we're on all these blogs and we're reading these books. So we have all these ingredients in our head of different things. But we need somebody to come in 
and help us organize it into a beautiful recipe so that we can systematically do it. Because when you have a recipe, what can you do? You can repeat it, right? You can repeat, 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 and now you can start to build consistency. Yeah, that's a really, really good advice for sure. And it's, it's something that, yeah, it's, it's something that I've done also with uh, meeting our traders, right? I don't think I've thought about processes before and how to do things until I met the trader. So really, really important. Yeah. Meeting traders is one of the best, I mean, one of the best things you can do. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. 100%. Because, you know, even to this day, like I go to conferences or I, I find traders on Twitter that are or somewhere that are interesting and I like hit them up like, hey, how'd you know how to do that? Or, you know, how did you know how to short that? Or like, where did you find this information? And even to this day, like always trying to figure out like ways to get better. Maybe there's some new tricks out there that I need to know. Yeah, yeah, this is continuous improvement. Yeah, you always get better all the time. For sure, pretty cool. So how can people find you? I'm on bullsonwallstreet.com. Um, that's my website. My email's K-U-N-A-L at B-U-L-L-S-O-N dot W-S. Or you can find me at Twitter, Canal00, Instagram, Canal00. You know, I'm Canal00 everywhere. <laughs> cool, cool. So we'll make sure to put all the links in the show notes at disruptstrade.com if people want to find the show notes. Everything's going to be there. They just have yes, to search. This is going to be episode 83. Just searching for that. They'll be able to find everything. And Kuna, what kind of goal do you have for the future? Man, for the future, I want to finally, I want to turn over some of my business to some of my awesome students. So I have four, four of my students on staff right now that work for me, that I've been grooming. I'm 35. I've been doing this, you know, half my life now. You know, I want to kind of groom that next generation of awesome students and make a bunch of them into, you know, professional traders, but also great teachers so that I can duplicate myself and reach that many more people, you know, so that my students can get more one-on-one -on -one help. And when people come to our site, they get a whole crew of professional traders who are also passionate teachers to work with that person, you know? And I think once I can do that, I can build up an army of amazing traders. Yeah, I love it. And what's your main motivation for all this? Man, I, I love trading. I love making money. I love business and I love people. You know, I never could, I don't know if you could hear it in my voice, right? Being alone in my as a trader, yeah. that would have never satisfied me. Yeah. That would have never satisfied me. It would have never been enough. You know, I needed... I'm a businessman and a trader and a teacher. I love doing all these things equally, you know? And so the fact that I can mold them all into one business is a huge gift. Yeah, same here. I don't think it's possible. Like, I'm not a kind of person who's going to trade all day. Like, it's impossible. So that's why, yeah, that's why I understand this a lot. Yeah. And we have a question we ask the guest at the end of every single podcast. If you could give only one piece of advice to traders in one sentence, what would that one sentence of advice be? Never give up. Ah, love it, love it, love it. Kinal Desi, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Bro, you are the man. I appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Depending on what phase of your trading you're at right now, you might resonate more with different part of this interview. But one of the part that I love the most is when Kinal talked about the idea that you have to work harder than your student when you want to teach people. And that's really something that I was asking myself. Do I work hard enough, really? Am I really the model that I want people to be in trading, right? It's a good question for me. And it's really going to push me to work harder and to do more stuff probably. 
to become even better. It's clearly a good takeaway for me. I would love if you guys can go in the Facebook group and post whatever takeaway you got from this interview. Create a new post and write down a few sentences of really what you got from this interview or any other episode you listened to recently. I'd love to hear that. Simply go to desire2trade.com forward slash group and you'll be redirected straight to the Facebook group. If you guys want to see a little bit more of my trading journey, check out my YouTube channel. I'm putting all my videos there and you can find the links for all my daily vlog on desire2trade.com. I'm trying to do one video per day, except the days where I move a lot and I travel. But I want to do my best to make those motivational and educational at the same time. So thanks guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. I'll see you next week for the next episode of the Desire to Trade podcast. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Desire to Trade podcast. To get all the information on this show, free articles, and unique resources, make sure to check out www.desiretotrade.com and subscribe. Please leave us a review and let us know what you thought about the show. It's time to become the best trader you can be. See you next time.